0: What's going on, guys? Um, today I'm here with another very special guest, Kosha uh, Dills. What's going on, man?
1: Yes, sir. What's going on? How you been? Man, uh, fresh from a workout, like I told you before we started. So, you know, whenever I get one of those accomplished, I'm, I'm good.
0: Cool, cool. Well, uh, you did just drop an album. Um, yeah. let's, uh, let's jump into this. So, I, I want to talk a little bit about how I met you, actually, because I yeah. think that's like. For context? Yeah. So. I was at Warped Tour uh, with Pierce Vail back in like 2015, 16, 2015, 16, yeah. And I was about, I was like on my way out, and you were like straight up like hustler, like selling CDs like at the exit. And I was like, yo, that dude looks really sick. And I went up, bought a couple of your CDs, went home, listened, to it, and I was like, this guy's definitely going somewhere. And now it's what 2020, and I just randomly reached out to you and was like, hey man, like how you been? you've been doing well and here we are
1: i love how that works
0: it's a small world
1: you know at the end of warp tour when you're like at the end of the show and everyone's leaving we call that like that's like the free money it's just like for everyone's like i'm gonna spend like 20 bucks someone like hits me up at the end and you're just like the last of the people and i've stayed in touch with more people that i met leaving Mm-hmm. than like maybe from the shows and stuff because everyone's like, remember that moment when they left Warped Tour and I right. was like the last moment and I was like that last person.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, it's like the last memory that really sticks with you from that day. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So we will get into your album, but first I kind of want to talk about like, what, like, how did you like get into music and like who are your, some of your inspirations?
1: Um, so when I started rapping like in my neighborhood there was this dude dale like on my wrestling team and he was really into hip-hop i mean we lived 25 minutes from staten island where we grew up in jersey and edison so like i just kind of started in in you know high school listening to wu-tang like on the way to school and stuff but it was also like a mix of like jersey club as well and because we used to go to all the teen clubs and stuff like that was like a thing. And, you know, we would party and go to these teen clubs. And this was like, right. maybe something had just existed at that time. Um, and then from there at that time, like uh, there was a kid that was coming up from uh, Queens every weekend or coming down from Queens every weekend named Yak. Um, and he was like a really big battle MC. Um, and he was working for this dude, Bob Ito, from Bob Ito Stretch and Armstrong. Um, at his old store called Footwork and he was entering this thing called Bragg and Rights at the New Rican Poets Cafe and he was in the rap battle stuff and I started like just writing for battling and uh, back then we weren't like trying to make songs or anything, we just were writing rhymes. So we got into, you know, this place called New Rican Poets Cafe. One day some guy didn't show up. I got on stage and it was like similar. I just loved battle rap. I just loved going against somebody and like calling them, like, you know, berating them. And making them feel, yeah. like, you know, and like that's the whole goal is to make them be like, "Listen, I had sex with your mom, I had sex with your mom, and sisters, and everyone, you know whatever, you know what I'm saying yeah.
0: Like, yeah. that's
1: the entire point is to literally talk the most you know trash to somebody and embarrass them, and like I wrestled, so I loved competition, I liked winning and losing, I didn't like tying, you know mm-hmm. so. Um, my perspective has changed throughout there, but I really started out as battling and then slowly but surely, you know, Wu-Tang was like the big influence and then like the rock for my brothers of like just working out like I just took my brother's tapes like Pantera, um, like Metallica, Iron Maiden, um, I had Green Day it was like my first sort of like trizzing over smashing pumpkins um, mm-hmm. and then um, Rancid like salvation. I just remember like bumping that in tape decks and stuff. And then also Biggie Smalls and Tupac too. You know what of I mean? So course. it's like really diverse.
0: And that then so it really,
1: yeah. Like, yeah. really got into like the underground niche New York scene. Um, from Yak just to like, you know, um, cool Keith and and just really underground Cannibal Ox from Def Jux and L P company flow is like the big thing, like which is now part of Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. And was just, that was like what it was, you know, very East Coast stuff. I wasn't listening to anything else, really.
0: That's awesome. Um, that's a perfect segue. Um, there's two collabs of yours that I really want to talk about. Yeah. Um, the RZA one and yeah. the Cascade one. Yeah. So yeah. Which, which one would you <laughs> sure, yeah. want to touch on we're first? Going,
1: we're going chronological order. So okay. I was, um, you know, we were booking tours off like MySpace and, um, you know, booking off MySpace at that time, I mean, it was, it was very like, I was like really connected to the people in the Northwest. There was this group called Blue Scholars. Oh, Macklemore was out there. Uh, Greaves. Uh, a lot of people came into like the Rhymesayers world. Um, and I had an album with this dude, Sea Rays Walls, and I had this new album called Beverly Dills, and I was touring. And um, so I had a like, guy uh, gigs in like Portland, and I looked online and I saw that Rizza was coming to Portland. So I showed up at the show and asked the promoter if I could like introduce rap, like spit like a, a verse on stage before the opening act. And then I'm like, yo, I'm opening up for RZA. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's technically, you know, and really like finessing it. I mean, it would be the equivalent of like a DJ, like opening up for like- Like Skrillex or something. Yeah, like but it would be like you opened up for Dead mouse because you like like spun one song, like literally you've been plus play and then that yeah. was it. And then you're like oh okay. <laughs> yeah. you know, all you did was just do that one thing. So I went and I went backstage and I was like, Yo, let me rap for you and it was like old Dirty Bastard Son and this dude Skein. skein is really the reason why um Skein is like Riz is like you know, growing up homie from like they were 12 and he was DJing and he was from Staten Island, Mr. John Johnny Lugo. And he's like, yo, let him, I was like, yo man, I'll come and open on the other shows. You know what I'm saying? And I had a flight back the next day cause like my tour had ended and they're like, yo, whatever. Like if he does good, he does good. If not, like whatever, like, you know, they'll just boo him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, me, and, 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 and like, that's the thing. Like Wu-Tang is like, don't really give a fuck like and then what i learned is like you're not going to get paid or anything but like you can show up and like wu-tang will go on 45 minutes late so there's like all this if you look at it on a struck production level that's how i kind of create a relationship i was like there's always going to be an extra 10 minutes at a wu-tang show for the entire history of humanity and i just built that relationship kept showing up kept showing up kept showing up just seeing where he was at and um i was in london got like rejected from coming in because i didn't have a work visa and i like got deported back to like germany where i was out like on a summer tour this was like in 2010 and i had already built some good rapport them. i like sneak into rock the bells which is and if you don't know rock the bells rock the bells is basically like um rolling loud is what rock the bells used to be it was like mm. um, everyone's playing Wiz khalifa tiger um, all the, I mean, but all the original OGs of rap too. So it was more focused on that. Like Cypress Hill would play, rock, rock the belly. Okay. So I had yeah. to get in. Somehow Rizzo was there, like, you know, backstage and he's like, yo, come through to the studio. So I was like, all right. I thought I'd just hang out, you know, but I was like ready. And uh, so I brought my, you know, MacBook. And then mind you, I wasn't even supposed to be here. I was supposed to be in London. Because mm-hmm. like I, I got rejected. It was the first time in 30 years that this festival ever had to like get someone because it was like a conference. It wasn't even like a music festival. Right. So there were so many stars that aligned and then I went there and then Cool G Rap came over at like three in the morning and I literally like just got in a booth, man, and just, you know, there's no film video cams. I didn't want to be that guy either at that because it was such a crazy moment. Just like write the best rap I could and I like wrote. I was like, you're going to kick me out. You know what I mean? I'm like not supposed to be here. This is so crazy. shit shit's happening. And I got that verse off with Cool G-Rap and RZA and RZA made the beat like right there. And wow. I had a song with RZA and then when the shit came out, people were like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck did you do that? And there were like 12 things that happened for me for that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they were like, going here, going to Europe, going to Germany, flying from Germany. If I flew in from another country, maybe I would have got in, getting rejected, got kicked out, got deported, went to my parents' house, like snuck into the festival, then snuck backstage. The yeah, instant- like what
0: had happened if you what hadn't made it in?
1: What or- happened if I didn't get in? Yeah, what happens if I couldn't get backstage? What happened? You know what I mean? That would have never happened. And, um, you know, and then who knows what happens in the studio? Could have been like, oh, he's in the studio. How many times have you been in the studio and something didn't happen? Enjoy <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: So you know that's how that happened. The um cascade totally different story. Also around that same time, like I was touring in the Northwest and connected with a band in Park City called Eyes Lips. No, they were called the Elizabethan Report. Um, just like a really funky rock band, and I would rap with them. We would do some shows here and there. Like I was open for them, you know, and it was cool because it was a mixed genre. Um. My boy Aaron and Spencer um, were part of the group, and then the group went. Group is now part of the group is now Sego S C G O, really dope group. And um, besides doing as an indie band, they're also doing other shit. And there was a connection to Utah, to Provo, Salt Lake City, to Park City. And these guys were like always great to me. I recorded an album there, like slept on their floor for like three weeks when they were like out of town. You know what I mean? Like they were like, wow, they live in this really sick warehouse and they're just really good with recording. And he's like, yo, could you make me some rap? Sure. Come over to make these raps and thinking like, Oh, I'm working with some sick producer rapping over a certain thing. I think nothing of it. Um, and I guess the whole time we were working with like the whole cascade team. <laughs> so I um, went day, you know, I mean, I didn't, never thinking about it in fact even the month earlier i had gone to a cascade show because i opened for Wiz khalifa in january and i'm like oh and i'll go to the cascade show at the same venue because i got like VIP access cool mm-hmm. so when i got the email i was thinking like yo like did they sample my voice like at this show i was just at this dude's show this is weird and i was like leaving before the pandemic and they're like yeah we're gonna roll this thing out this could be a big thing you like, this is bullshit like this is bullshit and they're like no you worked with uh, you know and the guy's like yeah you guys worked on a song together and i'm like who and so to me i was just you know rapping because my friends wanted me to rap for them but i didn't realize that these were just people that they have been working with and Sago has tracks with them too and um to me it was just like showing up for my friends and didn't think nothing of it and it was just like another that's time. fucking
0: nuts man that's so sick
1: yeah i mean i would love to say that you know cascade called me up personally to make like this song and shit like that you know but like i've been like whoa but like you know i think this story's cooler because it was about showing up for my friend who fucking always showed up for me if he was like could you rap for my little cousin birthday or something like i'll be there you know what I mean? yeah and that was what happened um and then i was like I did do that. <laughs> I did yeah. this kind of, you know? So it's funny. Some of the stuff you do today is going to be out in 2021, 2022. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is this your first, like, breach? This is your first breach into, like, the dance music audience, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. I mean, I have a sick remix with Modest Yahoo with this dude, Marky Styles that I haven't dropped from like an old song, but I just sent some stuff to this guy, Damon Hess, like just like people like, you know, house guys and shit. And, but the thing is I grew up going to house stuff, like from Jersey, like Jersey shore stuff, like yeah, really house music, club music. I grew up going to sound factory in New York and I've been to the limelight. And these are like places, like if you look at like the movie party monster, this is kind of like the stuff that was like when I was 19, 20, 21, I was going more club stuff than rap stuff. Right. I was I was on drugs and stuff like that. But now I've, like, I've grown into collaborating with other people and rapping. Like, I played at Electric Forest, for instance, which is, like, a huge... Oh, area. no way. Yeah, but it was, like, through another person. And then, you know, they have acoustic music there and they have, you know, like, kind of hippie style. Because with Madness Yahoo, that's a whole other scene. So it's, I feel like... It's, not like Cascade, which is like more sexy. Ironically, the name of the song would sexy, but like their stuff is more grungy and just darker. Yeah. So I did some stuff with like Thriftworks and rocked over some Thriftworks stuff. Like, so there's like a lot of people, you know, electronic stuff is, is a really cool thing. And I'm excited to get into it because it's just, I feel like electronic scene works so hard. It's very like the punk rock of like different punk rock, like the very fans who into it and people are down to share it and it's shareable music in so many different scenes. So in my mind, I'm like, yo, you mean you're going to take my song and make it your song and get it twice the amount of plays? Like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in it, I, I feel I, it, yeah.
1: Yeah, though, like that's a no brainer to me. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. So more can hear me and, they, and you're like, it's kind of like, you're like, listen, I know you have this chicken and you barbecue it. But, like, you let me grill it and fry it, and we can get it to all these people who like the chicken this way.
0: Yeah. Like, That's a perfect metaphor. Yeah.
1: So, like, um, you know, I'm just like, wow, that makes perfect sense, you know? So. So, no, I, it's
0: literally a no-brainer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, I know it's enjoyable. Plus, like, if it makes people dance, like, I'm down. So, I pick – when I play Coachella with my boys, um, Subsuelo crew, I mean, they like to play a lot of Latin. They play a lot of, you know – Um, Mombatone, Umbaton I don't know how to pronounce. Mombatone, yeah. Yeah, and like me rapping on that is just okay. This works. Sure, could you remix your stuff over this live? So that's what I kind of learned from like touring with Madis Yahoo and stuff. Is that like just rap? You know, get up there, rap with whoever's there, jam with whoever. It's music. People want to dance. Cool. Let's do it.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's. I think it's it's important to be able to like tap into more than one market like look at somebody like diplo who has literally tapped into he just came out with like an an ambient album i mean he's done country he's done like house he's done like the pop stuff he's literally tried like tapped into almost everything and i think that's you know insanely cool and that's why he's so successful
1: because everyone uh, everyone respects him exactly the scenes you know i mean so it's cool So I'm like, what do you guys want me to do next, you know? Country, whatever. Country,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, So let's talk about the album a little bit now. Um, How, when did you start writing it? How has this whole process gone for you, especially with like, (laughs) has has like COVID affected it at all?
1: 100%, I did it starting in, we started raising money for the record in 2018 and we did it on warp Tour raising like 20 grand for the album but we also was like an album and a tour so originally it was gonna be like a little project and i raised money for um like humble man was like the first one with fat tony and like we had that ready we had a couple other songs ready but humble man was the one we were playing on tour for a while so i um was on warp tour and, like, the money we raised went to, like, merch and, and like, to tour bus and stuff like that. So, really, it was kind of, like, in and out just to even, like, do it. Um, the – we raised a lot. And then what happened was we started recording, started recording more, did another tour right after that tour that Nobody Cares Except You Tour, and just really started, like, developing, like, the, the, the statement as a brand. Um, like then I connected with Sam Barsh to record even more and more stuff. And I realized it was like, I was getting like, I wasn't releasing songs. Like I wasn't releasing, like I was releasing like five songs, one year, six. So I'm like, shit's so trash, dude. I need to release way more. And we recorded probably up to like 18 songs and it was supposed to come out in April. And I had a tour with Red Gold Green and Little Stranger. We had, you know, sideshows booked at Coachella yeah you know the ace hotel like it was really nice you know what i mean it was some big big venues we had a festival with like action bronson and Method man red man denver shivante sure. like big spots you know so and i was like in israel getting ready this before i even knew about the cascade thing so it's coming it's coming and then we're like oh man it's like not like this is like the world's about to end you know so i had it from april and then we're just like all right it's not happening in april and now we're like switching to what are we switching to switching to something totally different. So I was like, I want to get this out before the election. I want to kind of put this bad boy out on so many different levels. And how can I put it out and have an impact. So nobody cares, except you we brought it down to 14 songs. And I'm like, you know what, I got radio, I got, this is like, we're gonna make some somewhat of an impact here and it's been so long since I released a record. I haven't released a record since like 2016. The 2016 record I really recorded in like 2014, 2015. So it's weird. It's like I had to sacrifice this record and, and even just sending it to like my contacts that respect me and just, you know, like every producer on this record Sad Pony has a number one with Takashi and Nicki Minaj, Cool Kojak, Spider-Man soundtrack, Kanye, I mean, you know, Lizzo, he's produced for everybody. Like, it's just legend produced for, I met him through Maris Yahoo. And then, you know, Sam Barsh, like tons of number one songs, Kendrick, ASAP, Logic, um, Aloe Black. And he's the homie, like known him for so long. And he's just records, 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 records. and. No, I have a stacked record. So it's been, like, so long. But it's ill because, like, other projects I've done are just coming out as well. This coming up, and I think this year I'm going to release, like, you know, multiple projects. 25 songs, 35 songs. I just want mm-hmm. like, I just got my own Spotify This Is Kosha Dills thing today. I was like, yeah. That's,
0: that's sick. sick, yeah.
1: That's fucking sick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't do that. You know what I mean? They did it. So. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited how it went down. And like, the last song we did was right before COVID. So, with, with Gangsta Boot. And I'm like, okay, I got that. And now we have to push it, you know? And I'm still creating while I'm doing, and I'm, you know, doing stupid TikToks and shit too. So it's like, I got to do all of it to just gain attention to give people the album.
0: Yeah. I was asking me my next question like, how are you pushing it? I know last night you did a a gala, right?
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah i'm like doing anything to create some sort of engagement with anybody
0: like Like, podcasts
1: yeah yeah like yo i just want people to know who i am like so many people don't know who i am and to be honest it's a different game than it was like when i last my album i charted on billboard um i sold records on Toro modis yahoo in 311 so i like set it up where i had a release party on the east coast and we did a bunch of east coast shows we had six shows we had a bunch of pre-sales from a kickstarter we sold it online for the minimum price like to like you know hand in sound scans we're selling like 120 records a night um you selling a t-shirt with bundles and it's difficult to chart and this yeah, like yeah. i don't i don't want people to just i don't want to just sell i could sell anything you know what i mean i sell socks I want to sell, I want people to listen to my work. You know what I mean? Like I want people to like, feel what the fuck's happening in my life, boom, and let it resonate with them. And I want people to quote my songs in like their tweets. Like that's, it's a different sort of impact. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It is really
0: cool to see how like musicians and honestly like any creatives right now are kind of handling and adapting to like, I guess this like new norm of like, you know, like online festivals like uh my buddy and I in the duo we we played an online festival and it was just like it was cool i mean it was just so cool because like I never thought i'd I'd be doing something like that you know like we made a set we played it on in minecraft and it was it really? did, it was yeah it was a lot of fun
1: did you play the minecraft festival that one uh studio? we played
0: one of them yeah it was it was honestly just really cool and like we we got like a really cool turnout and we tapped into like kind of like a new market honestly and And, you know, a lot of these DJs and stuff, when this thing first was, like, really shut down, they were, like, trending on Twitter. So, like, people that, you know, weren't really into this stuff before were, you know, they're, like, oh, like, what do I watch now? And they're, like, oh, I'm going to watch this live stream. And Brownies and Lemonade and all the Space Yacht guys, they're all, like, throwing, like, online shows and stuff. And it's, you know, their audience.
1: I love Space Yacht. I, I love... I actually recorded a song with Rami, because my name's Rami, so we, that's how we connected. And did I you know, really? Yeah, we did. I don't, nothing ever came of it. I mean, I would love to. But, I mean, obviously, Space Shatter is great. I mean, it's like the legendary thing, you know? And
0: Yeah, he's a cool-ass guy.
1: I haven't really retouched, but, like, the Cascade thing really introduced me to all those people. I mean, like, they played it at E V C online. They played it at his thing, the Grand Canyon. They played it at, you know... Mm-hmm. So much, dude. And, like... If that song was out, like, and there were festivals, oh my god! Oh yeah, it,
0: it's It'd be everywhere. It has
1: like 1.5 million now, but for me, that's like mind-boggling. And I was on the cover of like EDM.com, Dashing the So for me, it's just like, wow, what a great! I, just, I feel like that was like a gift, man, of like so many like empty shows and hard work, you know? And it's, yeah. Did it
0: feel like kind of like surreal? Like, like you, it was hard to like believe that it actually happened.
1: Yeah, because like, you know, when you do things and you just do stuff and you just do stuff, like, no one ever gets those things accomplished by not going to the studio. And I think it's like the point of collaboration, you know, like, I'm yeah. like, oh, let's collaborate, like, one song, let's two, or, you know. Somebody just released a song I did in 2006 on. 2020 he emailed me and I'm just like bro I sound like I was literally coming out of prison I was still like <laughs> on probation and at that time I was just like yo 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 I was just like and I was like there was like a dope song I'm like I'm just like whatever dude it's like out there people see my name and I'm not ag- I'm not against people hearing my earlier stuff you know what I mean but it's just
0: changed like-
1: a lot yeah and I'm not I'm not ag- like I'm not like mad like yo I'll That's who I was in 2006. Like, I want to know what you were like in 2002. Like, Don't be embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed at it, you know what I mean? So I've been doing it for a long time. So people contact me and say, hey, I need to hear that song you did, Roller Coaster Baby. And I recorded that in 2007, you know what I mean? And everyone's like, that's your best song ever. It was like, you just don't know what's going to be your big thing. But I love it. But like, I love your song, Sexy. It's so amazing. And I like, I say eight words in this song. Like, what's amazing about that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, but the reality is I'm just, I'm like grateful. At least you know who I am. And, and it's exciting for you. It's exciting for me too. You know what I mean? Like exactly. to get for other people to call me and say, how the fuck did that happen? Cause you can't like, no one could afford a Cascade beat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no, one, no one's like, oh, I don't want to you know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah. two different worlds.
0: It's genuine. Rap,
1: yeah. rap world. Is like, yo, how much for this? How much for that? And other stuff, you know? So it's enabled me to just hit people up and show people like, yo, I did this with Maris Yahoo, I did this with RZA. I did this with Cascade. I did this with this. Everyone's like, wow, it's pretty like all over the map. Like, mm-hmm. what? what are you? So for me as a human and a songwriter, I'm like, wow, like, it's really cool, you know? And other people want to remix my stuff. I think it's, it's great, dude.
0: Yeah, I honestly can't wait to start our remix for you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I want to be in Minecraft. Like, what the fuck? Dude, uh, it's just,
0: like, it's so cool. Like, who would have thought, like, people would be playing, like, a virtual festival in a video game? Like, exactly. And, you know, I feel like this is really cool to be a part of something like that. Like, because you'll be able to tell your kids that, you know, in the future and, like, look back on this shit and be like, Like, what happened?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. So you're
0: still, like, you're still obviously, like, making more music and creating and stuff now, right? Like, during COVID?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just got a budget today for, like, a holiday song music video. Like, it's going to be sick, dude. Um, It's, like, for a child book. It's not, like, an adult children book called Schmuck the Buck. Black Santa and a Jewish elf and uh re- reindeer like our jewish reindeer black sand it's just really like all it's like basically the opposite of everything what it's supposed yeah. to be yeah and uh i'm like well that'd be such a fun music video to make you know and I got but you know i'm like really excited for that i got i did something today I did like a kid's song with like pizza hands i'm like wait what well, who are these lyrics i'm like i wrote this song for this guy mm-hmm. and they're like doing it for national pizza day and i'm like that's just. That's just something that might happen. that might just pop off. You know what I mean? Like I don't that know. is really cool. I mean,
0: like like you were saying earlier, like you've got to do you've like been able to do all these really cool like things everywhere. Like I mean, stuff something for pizza day, like a, yep. a kids book. You know what I mean? Like it's it's stuff like that that I think is really cool.
1: Well, it's like, you can't be a one-trick, I can't be a one-trick pony, because I'm not as popular as, like, if I was, like, making, like, yo know, every time I touch a mic, it's, like, five grand or something, I'd be like, yeah. different story, you know what I mean? But it's not the story, you know? But I also am into it. Like, I want to do children's stuff. I want to do EDM stuff. i see my friends who do these splice packs and these EDM songs, and it's, like, playing these kind of you know, cool things, and everyone's like, you should rap over the sexy song. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I should continuously, my best friend he's just like, bro, you should have been dropping like 10 other EDM songs because Cascades, like, you know, what a great entry point into the world. Um, So, you know, I'm excited for this year because this year I think I'm just going to drop all kinds of stuff.
0: Could you see like a remix to Sexy Happening where you actually like rap over it?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I've rapped. On it live at certain other oh, wow um, also, Mr. Tate did a remix, which is super filthy, um, It didn't pop off as much as the original one, but he's super dope, and he's also a Utah boy, um, yeah, if you know Mr. Tate music, and like yeah, I mean, I could see myself rapping over a lot of stuff, a lot of other stuff that people are sending and putting out, and um, yeah, man I'm just like. I just need to be forced. Like you can put me in a studio and put all the tracks there. I was banging 10 of them out in a day. <laughs> a lot of my stuff that I've been really successful with is like one take stuff, freestyle stuff. And, and that's sort of my style of, of things that have really gotten me the furthest, I think in my career.
0: Of all of your music, what record is your absolute favorite or has like the most like sentimental value to you? I know it's a hard question.
1: I'm really feeling a new record. I got to go back to the new Nobody Cares Except You. Um, I really like the hooks that I'm writing. Um, The song Real Me is like a real life story of mine. Um, But this song Never Ever Have I, um, which is on the new record. And there's a song called Age, which is about dating younger people. Um, That for me, like the way I do the song, really like I'm really feeling myself on it you know what I mean I'm like yeah this is dope there's a lot of songs uh that's that's it but like my favorite song probably like the original is the one that kind of put me on a map called Cellular Phone and that one is like uh I had a Super Bowl commercial which also happened in Utah and that was like me freestyling a little bit and it was it was a Bud Light commercial. It was the number one commercial rated in America on USA Today. It was like mind-boggling that it happened. Mm-hmm. having a song with Cascade is crazy, So like imagine seeing your song on the Super Bowl in a tie game. And there's like 100 million people in America watching the game. Yeah. And your song comes on. And I wish Shazam was like popping back then. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. <laughs> so it's just like everyone knows it's you but they don't know it's you because it doesn't say Kosha dills they just hear the song They're like oh, i know that song yeah so it was nice to see the cascade song with my name next cascade and that's like the name recognition is important
0: right no i yeah 100 percent agree i kind of want to take in a little bit of a different direction right now so like as you've been making music during like covid times has like i mean personally like my mental health has been a little on the low side as far as like creative goes and like i've been hitting more blocks but at the same time i've you know i've been feeling more inspired and go through these periods where i, I have a ton of motivation because i have all this time and then i'm like i have too much time and i don't know what to do with it and i get overwhelmed have you like experienced anything like that as far as like creating and making new music goes i mean has has COVID affected it at all or
1: yeah 100 percent. i mean too much idle time is like the devil's playground i think that's like the expression yeah like you know you have so much time so what do you do just go on your phone more you know you're like i could could have been in the studio like you know you think about these things um like i was in la now i'm in new york but i was in la and i got these beats from this dude uniwa and i'm like yo i gotta bang this album like i should have been banging this album out for this guy and i haven't and then i like went into a studio and i was just listening to today and i'm like yes i remember i was rapping on this and i'm like yo i need to like record in this room and since I've been in New York, I've been more productive. But a lot of times, what I'm a good starter, bad finisher, like as far as I know myself that I, this is my MO. My MO is that I get really excited, da 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 and then you go, shoo, with the idea. But the best way you stick with something is you have to stick with it. It gets boring, you know? No one wants yeah. to record, no one wants to record the fifth song. They want to be at the ninth song next, before the 10th. No, right. like, and the first one, second one, you might get two, but then that. You know, you're like, ah, oh, these aren't the best ones, but, you know, you never really, really know. That's why collaborating and getting some other people in there is like, it's great, right? Because I'm making the songs and you're helping me make the song.
0: Right. And sometimes you a fresh set of eyes kind of helps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You play with it. You know, somebody else gets into it. They're like, this is sick. I love this. This is great. This is great. You know, I want to kill this. And, you know, that's why big people do stuff with smaller people and smaller people do stuff with big people. You know what I mean? Right so yeah, it's a symbiotic I,
0: relationship it helps i don't have
1: to do it by myself is basically how i approach music you know i don't have to yeah. like worry if you don't want to promote the song like you hire somebody in a public like all those things you know um but it isn't i got i love recording in the day but then i got into like you know what let me record at night let me write at night let me do something creative for me Make a TikTok now. I'm making like TikTok remixes to. uh, I just had my first TikTok shit go. Like this guy that I wrapped over his beatbox. Like was in the BBMAs, and I just made a thing, and it got like 23,000 views, and I met all these new followers, and I was like, bro, I just.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah.
1: But, so now I'm chasing, it. now the next one goes down, and you get 300 views. You're like, what? Yeah. But it's Part of the game, you know. what I mean, it's gotta make just more. Trying
0: to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Or it's, you definitely won't figure it out if you don't do anything.
0: Yeah, 100%. So it
1: um, perfect.
0: Yeah, so I actually have a, a, a couple fun questions. What's the weirdest message or, like, thing, like, a fan's done for you?
1: Um, the weirdest? Or I coolest. Like, yeah. Um, I feel, man, I'm just, I'm just, like, thinking of all these moments um like i feel like somebody baked, you didn't bake me a cake but like made me latkes or something like that like potato pancakes and like brought it to a show then the guy was really cool jewish guy you know i get a lot of like like interesting people like a yeah i like my interests are with like the cool scene but my fans don't reflect that sometimes <laughs> no, yeah. so it's like, you know my, my strongest fans like but you know, like my big supporters are like, you know, that it's, it's a different world, you know? So I thought to myself, wow, like this guy made me potato pancakes. And, like,
0: and I brought was, him to the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: brought him to the show. And I did, I mean, that's like nothing. I know people that have like the, you know, people bring me crazy stuff. I'm really grateful that someone cooked for me.
0: Yeah. They,
1: well, that's one thing I don't, I, I'll, I'd have to come back on, on other stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I have an, one more question. Um, I don't know if you have any of these stories, but what's the worst date you've ever been on?
1: The worst date?
0: Oh, worst date you've ever been on?
1: I, I don't know if it was the worst date, but I'll I'll tell you about this one girl that we dated, and it was like in Hunter. It was like in New Jersey, and Hunterdon. Maybe it was Hunterdon County, something. We went to a Thai restaurant, and I'm like, <laughs> you're just well it wasn't vibing or anything but like the restaurant was like maybe they were like screaming at the the waiter staff so anytime you drink the water like they would never let it go down all the way (laughs) so you're like for instance you're like sipping and you're like i know they are (laughs) like immediately just yeah and i just kept remembering that that's what like what happened you know luckily i don't really try to go on dates that. I'm gonna be whack, you know what I mean? I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, I try to have like a little bit of a buffer. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do remember that date because we didn't go on another date after that. And I just remembered, I just I couldn't I kept trying to like beat them. So it became like this game of me like, <laughs> like can I finish,
0: can I finish this before it? they fucking refill it? it, yeah.
1: After <laughs> the date came for me. But the other person, you know. Sometimes people go on dates. You know, for many different reasons, but at at that point, the date shifted for me. Trying to beat the person with the water, you know. Well,
0: were you able to do it?
1: Um, no, it was impossible. They continuously filled it up, continuously. So.
0: Damn. Yeah, man. Good service right there.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Well, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, let's uh, let's plug your album and your socials. Um, yeah.
1: Anything. Nobody cares except you. Is just you know it's the album um it's a social message um i wanted people to care about me when i dropped one song and to really get to know who i am as a human gotta kind of listen to an album and that's like sort of a biographical level of acceptance in my life and it has a lot of cool stuff it has uh trap elements old school hip-hop jazz elements um you know party vibe elements jewish elements and um yeah, man it's out everywhere nobody cares except you.com and everything else is just Koshy Dills, K-O-S-H-A-D-I-L-L-Z. Blah 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 blah. I'm on the internet. So on
0: Apple Music, Spotify, all that, SoundCloud.
1: Everything, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Yep. Right. Yeah, the SoundCloud cool. with the follow. I'm trying to be trying to be more engaged in SoundCloud. I'm trying to trying to vibe with my SoundCloud community. So your
0: Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, TikTok is all Koshy
1: Dills. TikTok's Koshy Dills eight two six, my birthday. So awesome. I'll be on I'd be on I'd be on TikTok rapping. So if you got beats or beat, like, let me know and I'll duet you. That's my thing.
0: <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well uh thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate Appreciate it.